Tonight on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing an anti-Christ alert. I'm going to give you examples of how Michigan and Minnesota are now in the upper house of Islam. What are the two houses of Islam? And how can we truly understand the spirit that is behind that? and the spirit that is working to continue to cause moral depravity in America. It is the same spirit, folks, and we're going to be exposing that here tonight and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us here tonight on Truth Today. Pastor Sharam Aiding with Truth and Love Ministry uh, with you. Uh, we're so glad you can join us tonight. I pray that you're having a, a blessed night, and I pray that uh, in this uh, harrowing and challenging season that we are in as believers and in the days that we are living in, which are the days of Noah. These are the last days, folks. Uh, we must continue to be grounded in our faith, in our fellowship, in the Word of God, and in the truth, as we've been saying over our last couple of shows, that the truth is everything, that we must um, speak the truth in order to combat uh, this immunity problem, spiritual immunity problem that we're having in the church. And we'll talk about that here tonight. I uh, just want to encourage you, check out our website. Uh, just a couple of quick items for you. Check out our website at tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Subscribe to our email newsletter. Uh, we have a lot of content there as well. And please remember that our ministry address has changed. So if you need to go to our ministry, uh, we are no longer tillproject.com, but tilministry.com. Dot com. Uh, the Till Project should direct you there, but in case you're having problems, just type in tilministry.com as you see on the screen. Uh, please also go to our Rumble page, rumble.com slash sharamhadian, rumble.com slash sharamhadian. Uh, we are asking everybody to please subscribe if you can so that, we can so that you can get notifications when we go live with our Rumble content. And also... Uh, share the link, please. We are live streaming tonight to both Rumble and our website, so you can be watching us hopefully on one of those two platforms as we speak. Uh, let's jump in because I have a lot to cover tonight, and we're going to go into quite a bit of depth tonight, uh, not just in, as far as the Word of God, but also in exposing the Antichrist spirit. The Bible is our foundation, and, I, and before we expose the Antichrist spirit, we want to make sure we know the Word of God. So turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. And we're going to be looking at some references. In fact, the only references in the entire Bible to the phraseology, the Antichrist spirit. Now for, listen, I know that this is heavy stuff. It's going to be deep stuff. It's going to be heavy stuff. Uh, last week, I, I was exposing, and, and on Tuesday, I was exposing the demonic ancient spirits that are behind everything that's going on in the world, including the spirit of Baal or Baal. And I'll be talking about that a little more tonight. Why is that so important? Because as we stand and occupy in these days, it is critical that we expose the enemy's agenda. We must be gentle as doves and wise as serpents. And Let's keep our eyes focused on the Lord. Let's make sure that our eyes are grounded on Him. We are in intense warfare. I have felt an immense amount of warfare in the last couple of weeks as I've been trying to expose this Antichrist spirit more and more and more and the, and the sp specific demons that are behind this Antichrist spirit. 
um, just even physical health issues again and um, just attacks. So uh, if, if you would, um, I covet your prayers to continue to pray for me and our family and our ministry because as we expose these things, the enemy comes against us. But know that we must expose, we must expose what the enemy is doing so that we can equip and, and, and lead people to the truth. So in 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 4, and 2 John in verses 7 through 11, we're going to quickly look at all three tonight. These are references, in fact, the only reference in the entire Bible to the Antichrist spirit, that phraseology. On our website, again, tillministry.com, you see on the screen, we have a document that is called no, Say No to Interfaith. I wrote this with a couple other pastors, exposing the dangers of interfaith dialogue, multi-faith, the idea of common ground, common word. And our brand new presentation that we'll be recording later this year on the coming one world religion and the deception of multi-faith and the deception of the Abrahamic faith lie is going to be kind of a follow-up, a part three to what we've exposed. Uh, we, have, we have a DVD called Chrislam Exposed. We have one called The Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue. One follows the other and the, our new one will follow those. And in it, and in this document, going back to our website, it's a four-page document that refutes interfaith, why it's unbiblical, why it's not biblical practice, why it's not evangelism. And then we have some questions that you can ask of your uh, pastor, of your mission organization that you're supporting, of your missionaries that you're supporting, particularly if they are working anywhere in the Muslim world. And to find out, are they biblically evangelizing and sharing the gospel with these Muslims, or are they engaged in interfaith and common word and the Abrahamic faith lie? The reason for this is, and this started back in 2008 when there was the signing of the common word document between Christians and Muslims. The Muslims in 2006 originated a document called a common word between us and you directly from the, the Quran. And, and I have a copy of a Quran that is done by my friend Usama Datdok. Thestraightway.org is his website, thestraightway.org. Now, the only reason I promote this is I promote this for Christians that have read and are reading their Bibles. If you are lukewarm in your faith, please do not pick up a Quran, especially one that is whitewashed, not this one. This is authenticated because Usama speaks Arabic. He is a Christian who speaks Arabic, and he has translated this from Arabic to English. So I trust his translation, unlike many Qurans that you buy or you see in the stores here or on Amazon. They're whitewashed. They're westernized. They're not going to tell you the truth of what's in this book. And the 2006 document claims that this book has common word with the Bible. So we refute that vehemently and show you that both the, both the Bible and this book cannot both be divine sources. One is divine, one is not. One is of God, one is of the Antichrist spirit. Now you go, Sharam, that's a very, very, very bold claim that Islam is an Antichrist spirit. I mean, 
Don't Muslims and Christians worship the same God? Don't we have the common ancestry going back to Abraham? Don't we blah, 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 fill in the blank? And the answer is no, we do not. Let me share with you why Islam is an antichrist spirit and why the entire globalist movement of the New World Order, right? So we're dealing with the New World Order. We are dealing, the New World Order is the antichrist spirit, right? That's what it is. Um, the beast system. The beast system is the antichrist spirit, right? Um, the antichrist spirit is evident in all that is going on on the planet. Ultimately, the antichrist spirit is there to deny or counterfeit God. Revelation 13, the beast of the sea. What does the beast of the sea do? It counterfeits Christ by receiving a wound and supposedly dying and supposedly being resurrected after three days, mimicking what Jesus did, mimicking the true Messiah. So the Antichrist spirit is a false spirit. Now, in 1 John 2, let's look at this one real quick. This is the first mention of the, the definition and the qualification of what, what is an Antichrist spirit. Right? So the Bible is going to tell us how you and I should have eyes to see and be able to tell what an Antichrist spirit is. Now, I'm not encouraging you to go up to a Muslim if you're trying to witness to a Muslim and say, hey, how are you? You worship the Antichrist spirit. It's probably not the best way to start the conversation. We train and equip in our ministry how to properly and biblically evangelize Muslims, including beginning to pray for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and beginning to pray for that individual by name. But here you have um, in, let's see, verse, I'm getting here to you real quick. Uh, let's start in verse 18. Okay, 1 John 2, verse 18. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, okay, so we know the Antichrist is coming, and I boldly predict the Antichrist is alive and on the scene. We are that close, I believe, to the seven-year tribulation to the last days, so the Antichrist is coming. Even now, though, many Antichrists have come, right? Individuals that deny Christ, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. So. They went out from us. So the Antichrist spirit here, John's saying, it appeared like it came from within us, meaning within the church. Does that make sense? It appeared like it came from within the church, but it's not of us. And today, there are many of those who are professing. For example, let me give you a quick example here before I get back into the scripture. Um, I just got a, a text uh, last week from one of our ministry supporters, a friend of mine in Minnesota. And she said that she's been fighting this whole interfaith thing there in the northwestern part of Minnesota. And particularly, she's fighting many of these woke churches, particularly the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, which is very, very woke, um, very compromised, if at all, being a church. 
You have to question, are these believers, given how far compromised and away from the faith they are? So she says, well, there's this one church that they've been battling in her community where they are now, they've been so into interfaith, they're, they're now opening the doors of their church on Friday nights and letting Muslims come and pray to their God as if it's the same God. You see how that works? So now that church building that's supposed to be supposedly where the Holy Spirit is supposed to dwell and is supposed to be where, where, where the Holy Spirit is welcome to come and testify to the one true God, that is the God of the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name is Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord and Savior, God with us, God in the flesh. They are now opening the door to a false God, believing the lie that it is the same God, believing the nonsense from the Muslim community that it's the same God, and therefore opening the door to an Antichrist spirit. Now watch this. But you, verse 20, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I've not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. So here I'm standing before you tonight, folks, and I'm saying to you, I pray you have the anointing, and I pray you would see in me and in our ministry that we have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and that because we have the anointing, what we're speaking to you is the truth, and I'm, and I'm praying that as you hear the truth, your spirit in you, the Holy Spirit in you, will testify this is indeed the truth. Now watch this. Here's the qualification. Who is the liar but the one who denies, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. So he is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son, and he who denies Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. No one else can come beside him. Now, turn with me, hang on to that, <clears throat> now to 1 John 4. Right at the beginning of 1 John 4. Again, John says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. See, this is why we must expose, because we're not supposed to just go along and say, I just want to focus on what's fluffy and good and happy, and I don't want to hear any of this negativity or nonsense. I don't want to know this evil. I don't want to know. And the problem with that is, folks, I get it. It's overwhelming. I get it that the world is absolutely overwhelming. But the problem with that is, is that then you are not testing the spirits. You're not. And so we're subject then to deception because it says whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So if you have a spirit that says Jesus the Christ, again, the anointed one who is the Messiah, the son of God, has come in the flesh, God among us, Emmanuel, God with us. This is of God. But every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is a spirit of Antichrist, which you've heard of was coming and is now already in the world. Then if you turn to uh, 2 John, 
Second John, and as you know, um, Second John is only one chapter. And if you go to verse 7, it actually tells you to be aware of these antichrist spirits. For many deceivers, verse 7, 2 John again, uh, verse 7, many deceivers have gone out to the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. Now, that's not my words. That's John's words led by the Holy Spirit to be that definitive about how clear-cut this is about those who either have the doctrine of Christ and understand who Jesus is or they don't. If you deny who Jesus is, then you are not of God. If you deny anything about who Jesus is, you are not of God. There's a problem or you're deceived. You've fallen away or you're falling away. So we must believe accurately what is of God and specifically that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, that Jesus is indeed God in the flesh, that he is divine, and that he is the only one that fits the bill of the Messiah, the Savior of the world, that he has come to take away the sins of the world. Then it goes on to say, he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. So right there is telling you that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Muslims will claim all the time, oh, the Bible, where does the Bible say Jesus claimed to be the Son of God? Well, there are, there's just one of many verses. Verse 10, if anybody comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, what doctrine? That Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that the Father is there, the Son is there, and the Holy Spirit, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. Now you go, Sharon, does that mean that I can't invite an unbeliever to my house ever because they don't confess this? No, it's your spiritual house. It's talking about the spiritual house of God. It's talking about the church where you meet, where you fellowship, where you worship. So again, this church in Minnesota that is inviting Muslims to come on Fridays and prayer to pray to Allah, a false God who is an antichrist spirit, I'll show you in a minute, that, that is not of God. Be very clear, it's not of God. It's an antichrist spirit. So why am I spending so much time tonight on the show? Because this spirit is once again rearing its ugly head. As I've said many, many times over the last number of weeks, during COVID, the subject of Islam and interfaith and multi-faith and all these things went to the back burner because we were so focused and still are focused with the COVID fraud and all the, all the other uh, World Economic Forum uh, deception and global deception. The World Economic Forum, by the way, is meeting as we speak. And we're going to have a little bit more on that tonight. And then next Tuesday, we'll have more on that uh, an uh, update on what's going on with the World Economic Forum, what they're planning. But the World Economic Forum is the Great Reset. The Great Reset is a New World Order. The New World Order is the beast system. And guess what they're trying to set up? They're trying to implement ultimately what? The mark of the beast. As you know, the mark of the beast isn't just a shot, as you see in this image, the mark of the beast is a system that is meant to enslave humanity so that they would worship who? They would worship the beast. So now in 1 John 4, it says, whoever, verse 11, whoever greets 
that person that's coming with a false doctrine shares in his evil deeds. So if you greet, if you engage in interfaith, if you engage where you believe Muslims and Christians worship the same God, you are actually committing an evil deed. That is why when major people like Rick Warren and Bill Hybels and others signed that 2008 document, again, if you get our DVD called The Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue on our website, you'll see, I, I document this in detail, that people like Rick Warren and others who signed this document, they signed a document that is error because that is attesting that uh, you're giving into an antichrist spirit. So I've just given you the five references, four uh, verses. So four verses and five references, the only place in the entire Bible that you will find the term antichrist spirit. And it's defined it. What did it say? He who denies Jesus has come in the flesh. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He who denies the Father and the Son. He who denies the doctrine of the Father and the Son. This is the spirit of Antichrist. So I'm now going to turn to the Quran, to Surah chapter um, 112. Let me get to here real quick. And in 112, towards the end of the Quran, in verse 4, let me get here really quick. Uh, where are we here? Here it is. We'll start in verse uh, 1 of chapter 112. By the way, this is a verse that Muslims are commanded to recite every day in their prayers. They must pray at least five times a day. They're called rakas, R-A-A-K-A, -A -A, and they're commanded to pray these prayers daily. Say, he is Allah, the one. Allah is absolute. He does not birth, neither he was birth. And there is no equal to him. Okay? So verse 3, he does not birth, nor was he birth. He does not give birth, meaning that he can't be a father, right? Or a mother. He can't be a parent. He cannot be a father. Nor was he birth, meaning can he be a son or a child. So Allah cannot be a father, nor can he be a son. So right there in the Quran, chapter 112, the Quran states that Allah is not a father, nor can he be the son of God, nor can he give birth to a son. He is absolute, and what? There is no equal to him. There is no triune nature to Allah. He is only one, supposedly. And Muslims believe that Christians worship three gods. They believe that we are polytheistic. We are shirk, S-H-I-R-K. This is a word for the worst of sinners. And so their belief is that we have committed grave sin, the greatest sin, by, 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 by attesting that Allah, the name for the false god of Islam, I do not believe Allah is the god of the Bible, by the way, that Allah is only one. So what did 1 John 2, 1 John 4, and 2 John 7 through 11 say? That if you deny the doctrine of the Father and the Son, if you deny that God is Father and God had a Son, 
This is the Antichrist spirit. I have just shown you just one passage. If you also deny that Jesus is the Christ, meaning he is the Messiah, that he came to die. In chapter 4, Sir, chapter 4, in 157, I want to read this for you. Here's what the Quran says about Jesus, whom they call Isa, I-S-A, about how Jesus did not die on the cross. You go, what? Listen, the Quran very clearly says Jesus never died on the cross. If he never died on the cross, he cannot be the Messiah. Now in chapter 5, it actually says Esau the Messiah, but it doesn't define it. And in chapter 4, it's actually denying it. So listen to this. And they're saying, that's the people of the book, surely we killed, particularly the Jews, right? So it's talking about people of the book, meaning Jews and Christians, and particularly the Jews. Surely we killed the Christ, Esau, son of Mary, the messenger of Allah, because they claim that he is a prophet of Allah. Of course, we know he is not a prophet of Allah. Jesus never claimed to be a prophet. He claimed to be a rabbi and a teacher, but also claimed that he is I am, meaning he is God. And they did not kill him, and they did not salaba him, meaning crucify. They did not crucify him. So the word salaba is the, is the, it's a non-Arabic or potentially even Persian word for crucify. They did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, but it was made to appear to them. And surely those who disagree about him are in doubt about him. So if you disagree that Jesus was never crucified, nor was he ever killed, he did not ever die nor did he die in the manner of a crucifixion, and you disagree with that, then you are in doubt. You're in doubt. Not this, this supposed book that is from heaven. You're in doubt. And it goes on to say, they do not have any knowledge of him except from conjecture, and they did not kill him for certain. Yet Allah raised him up to himself, and Allah was dear and wise, and none of the people of the book will believe in him before his death, and on the resurrection day he will be a witness against them. So when Islam comes back, and on the resurrection, meaning that Islam teaches that there will be a day of resurrection, it's like we would believe there's a day of resurrection. On that day, Jesus will be there, and Jesus will correct every Christian who thought that he was crucified on the cross. Now, here's the $64 million question. If Jesus was not crucified on the cross, if it never happened for a certainty, there was no salaba, then who was on the cross? Because Roman historians, Josephus, Babylonian historians, and of course, in the Bible, the clear understanding is Jesus of Nazareth. Even if you deny that Jesus was the Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth was crucified, and there is historical evidence, because the Bible tells us that not only were there hundreds of witnesses to his crucifixion, but there was over 500 witnesses to his resurrection. So what did 1 John 2 say? If you deny that Jesus is the Christ, 
that he has come as the Messiah to die for the sins of the world. He had to die. You see, he had to be the slain Lamb of God. If there is no slain Lamb of God, there is no atonement, there is no sacrifice, there is no uh, Passover Lamb, as the Bible had predicted. There must be an atonement. And Islam teaches that Jesus did not die on the cross. Allah took him to heaven alive and that he's coming back again with Allah and with a reincarnation, in essence, of Muhammad in the person of the Messiah, who Islam calls the Mahdi, M-A-H-D-I, the Mahdi, and that that person will be the savior of the world, just like the Jews today are waiting for the Messiah to come for the first time, and they're going to be deceived. The Muslims are waiting for their Messiah to come, who's called the Mahdi, and they're deceived, and they're going to collectively deceive the world. Then you have all the deceived Christians and Catholics and Protestants and, 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 and denominationalists and all of the interfaithers and multi-faithers who are going to be equally deceived in believing this deception. And they're all going to fall for the Antichrist, the person of the Antichrist now, and the Spirit, of course, which is at work right now. So I've just shown you just in two passages that Islam denies Jesus was ever crucified. And who do they believe was crucified? They believe it was Judas. They believe that Judas was put in the place of Jesus on the cross and that Allah created the most elusive hoax in human history. It, it would have to be, right? It would have to be the greatest event of the world, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, by which time changed before Christ and A.D. Time changed, B.C., A.D. That singular event, the crucifixion and the resurrection, the most talked about event of human history, Islam says never happened. They deny Jesus the Christ. They deny God. They deny the Son. God is Father. They deny God is Son. They say Allah cannot be a Father. He cannot be a Son. He does not beget nor begotten. He does not birth or give uh, or, or, uh, or, or was birth. So right there in two passages, I have shown you that Islam is an antichrist spirit. Now why is that so important? Because I'm going to teach you here tonight, after our quick break, about what's called the two houses of Islam and how Islam deceives unbelievers, particularly in Western nations, by operating within these two houses. And the way they operate, part of that deception is under the guise of saying we worship the same God we have this common ground. And once they get control and power and what's called the upper hand, then they will go into the mode of telling you the truth. And I'm going to give you examples of how this is happening right now as we speak, not just in Western Europe, which we've seen happening for many years, but in Minnesota and in Michigan and in other parts of the nation where America the left, evangelicals, Democrats, Republicans are all bowing a knee to Islam, dare not criticize Islam 
Just like you dare not criticize the World Economic Forum, just like you dare not criticize anything about COVID that is uh, proven to be a fraud, just like you dare not criticize stolen elections. There are certain things now that are off limit, and I'm gonna show you that. Let's quickly go to our break. I wanna encourage you again, check out our website, Till Project Ministry, I'm sorry, TILministry.com, TILministry.com. Uh, uh, please sign up for our email newsletter. Check out our events calendar. Um, we're going to be traveling here soon, and I want to encourage you, please uh, email us because we're looking to set up events. We are going to be, Lord willing, in western Washington towards the end of February, the first few days of March. We're going to be in Wisconsin and Minnesota in the middle of April. Uh, we're looking to be in Montana sometime towards the beginning of um, May. Uh, we're hoping to be back in Idaho as well some point during that time and as well uh, back in California and other parts of the nation. So um, again, we're praying that the Lord would open doors, the Lord would give us favor, that He will be the one who will guide us in that. We, I, I, I don't want to go anywhere where I'm not invited. And so would you pray with us on that note? Also, again, remember, visit our Rumble page, rumble.com slash and rumble.com slash Please subscribe. Please subscribe if you have not so that you'll get updates of all of our content, including our Thursday shows, our Tuesday shows, any sermons, and our shows on Islam on Catching Fire News. We just had episode nine that has come out on Catching Fire News. And then finally, uh, has that already been uploaded? Yeah. Finally, um, we also want to have you check out our donate page. So if you please wanna support this ministry, uh, for, with a donation, um, please go to our donate page, Till Ministry, you see on the screen there, tillministry.com slash donate. Will you prayerfully support this ministry with a one-time donation so that we can continue to have a strong year? We're very grateful for, the, um, for all the people that gave year-end to, to give us a good start through the year. We have, uh, we have new equipment coming um, to, to beef up our, 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 our studio here. But will you please prayerfully consider um, making that one-time donation so that it, it just keeps our budget going as we are doing more uh, text alerts and other things. Speaking of text alerts, Dry, do we have our new text alert? Um, uh, we should get that before the show's over so that we can uh, give them the new number because we're going to be transitioning this week to our new text alert. If you get your text alerts, already, no worries, you should, we're just going to transition over to a new service. If you do not get a text alert, uh, at the end of the show, we'll have that up for you so you can get that. Now, uh, Dry, if you can come back uh, to me for a second, uh, check out our Gideon Army as well. Our Gideon Army is um, where we prayerfully are, are, are asking the Lord for 300 supporters who will pray for us and, and financially support the ministry. Thank you to every single one of you who are Gideon Army supporters, any amount. Each month, it could be five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, twenty-five dollars a month, a hundred dollars a month, or more. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, thank you for your support to give us a budget so we can continue to make sure that we are moving forward. Now we're going to expose Islam, so let me go to our expose Islam segment here. And as we expose Islam, some of this is going to be kind of Bible prophecy, but but I'm going to show you some of these examples of what's going on. I want to start with an with um, what what happened. Uh, recently in, where's my article here? 
Um, in Hamtramck, do we have that? Did I send you that article, Drya, about um, the? Um, why do I not have that article about what happened in Hamtramck, uh, Michigan, with the food? I'm going to get to that here in a minute. All right, um, Drya, is our internet uh, good? Is there good? Okay, someone, someone was saying that, that they were having a hard time with the reception. Uh, I'm not sure. Hopefully, it's improved, but it's good. Okay, um, check out. Uh, we, we will remember all, we, we, we replay the shows, we put them on Rumble, then they're recorded, and they're uh, recorded in a better manner um, with a higher quality than when we would live stream because we have to live stream at 720 so that all of you can get it without it glitching or without it, it, it getting caught if you don't have the best internet where you are. But, um, all right, uh, let me get to uh, some of our headlines here. Uh, I wanted to start with what's going on in um, Minnesota. Let's go to Minnesota Dry, because I, I need to look for that article from Hamtramck. Uh, Minnesota, AP, you have that AP there uh, about the professor who's suing over the uh, Prophet Muhammad. Uh, did you not... Um, Sorry, folks, we're just trying to see. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so let's bring this up here real quick. Now, what, here's the backstory of what's going on. So uh, there is a teacher at Hamlin University um, who is an um, arts professor, I believe it is. Yeah, art professor. And she was doing a class back in the fall. And in the class, discussing art, she had already told in the syllabus that she was going to look at different religious art and that they were going to look at art from Islam. Now, you have to understand that according to the teachings of Islam or mainstream Islam, they claim that you can never depict the image of the prophet of Islam. We don't know what he looks like, supposedly, because his image was never depicted. And it is blasphemous, supposedly. So, but she had... Again, this is not a Muslim university, but this is in Minneapolis area, which is particularly outside of Minneapolis, right? Cedar Riverside is now Little Mogadishu. It is now a enclave. That little community is now part of what's called the upper house of Islam. So, and I'm going to explain that in just a minute for you. Okay, so now you see here, the professor had already told the students they were going to have this. Right? Nothing happened. Then during the time, this professor, Erica Lopez Prater, this uh, is a, a, a small private school in St. Paul. During the class, then she got to, the, to Islam and she uh, depicted the uh, prophet of Islam, Muhammad, in a global art course. One student, uh, this student who's, uh, let me get to her name here. She's a Muslim. You see on the screen there wearing her mask looking like she's about to completely collapse. Let's go to that image again, Drya. Can you bring that image up of this student? Let me get to her um, name here. Where is her name in the article? Uh, I'm going to get to it here in a minute. I apologize, folks. Um, this student, who is a Muslim, complained to the university that she was deeply offended by the image of, of, of Muhammad being shown. Now, as you remember what happened in France, 
with Charlie Hebdo, the, 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 the uh, uh, publication in France that depicted images of, of, of Muhammad. Uh, Muslims not only took offense, certain jihadists took such offense that they went and they killed, um, I'm trying to remember, at least five, if not seven people at the newspaper. It was a massacre. Um, then the, the Muslims themselves, or the, or, the, or the one Muslim especially, was killed outside. Uh, you may remember that a number of years ago that happened in France. So here we have a situation uh, where, and by the way, there was another event in Garland, Texas, where uh, Pamela Geller, who is, a, who is Jewish, uh, had brought Robert Spencer, who is an expert on Islam, and at their conference, they actually had an event called the Drawing Muhammad cartoon. Uh, they, they, I didn't necessarily agree with it because they, they kind of wanted it to be offensive. Um, but anyway, they were doing it, and, and two Muslims from Arizona, uh, who the FBI knew them, uh, came body armor to shoot up the event and kill all these people. Thank God for private security. Uh, they stopped them at the door and they, they avoided a massacre all because they were drawing a cartoon or images of the Prophet of Islam. Now, you imagine how many images have been drawn about Jesus Christ. Do you see Christians murdering people because somebody insulted Jesus? Somebody drew a caricature of Jesus or mocked Jesus. Jesus was mocked in the Bible itself by those who were against him. So this, and it's interesting because in both of these uh, articles that I'm looking, they're, they're, they're not um, covering the name of this Muslim student. Anyway, she then went and complained to the Council on American Islamic Relations, who is a front group for the Muslim Brotherhood. We've covered them many times. And the university then fires this professor because, the, uh, because CARE um, complained. Uh, the university then says that the actions of this professor were Islamophobic, that she did it on purpose, even though she had, it, was, it was a course on various religious studies. Uh, they were going to do art, depicting art of various religions. The students knew that Islam was going to be depicted or, or Muhammad was going to be depicted. But it doesn't matter because as soon as a Muslim is offended in America now, uh, literally there must be cancel culture. Literally there must be payback. And uh, Lopez Parader, as I said, was released. So now she is suing the university for 300 and, where is it here? $350,000, I believe it was, if I remember right. Um, this is a poorly written article by the AP, the way they wrote it. So anyway, uh, yeah, 350,000 in excess, uh, religious, uh, under, the, under the, the violation of religious discrimination and defamation, which I agree with both of those. This is absolutely religious discrimination and defamation because is there no longer freedom of speech, assembly, religion? Think about this, think about this. If a Christian was being offended by LGBT curriculum, if a Christian in public school or in university was offended because they highlight Islam and the one, how wonderful Islam is, could they then complain and get that professor fired? Or, or will we say, no, no, that's, you know, there is no religion in university and, and so this is fair game. 
but it's not fair game if you criticize Islam. Now, why is this important? Because the two houses, and I'll, and I'll cover this more in, in f- future shows, the two houses of Islam are called Dar el-Harb. Yeah, so there's two houses in Islam. You see these two houses, this imagery. Keep that up just for a second, Drea. The house on the left is called the Dar el-Harb, the house of war. The word harb means war. The house on the right is called Dar al-Islam, the house of surrender. So both houses are operating within Islam. Islam has both houses throughout the world. It just depends on where you are. And it doesn't have to be a nation. It could be a city. It could be a neighborhood that they declare, like in enclaves. Like when they take over Cedar Riverside, when they take over St. Cloud, Minnesota, when they take over Bloomington, I'll give you an example there in a minute, when they take over Hamtramck, Michigan, and Dearborn, Michigan, when they take over these places, um, Dry, I don't think I, did I send you that article from Hamtramck? I want to cover that article from Hamtramck City Council. Go to um, WKYZ, yeah, there, uh, Oh, we are, okay, we already had that one. There we go, that's the one. Yeah, so just hang on to that for a second. Oh, you already brought, okay. Um, yeah, come back to me for a second and we'll go to that in a minute. But I wanna explain these two houses a little bit more. So when they're in the lower house, that's called the house of war, <clears throat> what's allowed in the lower house is that Muslims can claim the Christians and Jews and other religions that there is no compulsion in religion, that, that we all believe in the same God, that we're all... The religions are equal, that, that, you know, we have common ground and common word, and, you know, we're all going to be kumbaya and hold hands and interfaith. You know, all that stuff is permissible in the lower house because, here's why, deceit is permissible and, in fact, mandatory. In the Sharia law manual that I don't have here in front of me tonight, but it's that green book that I've showed you before, the big green book called, that's, that, that's a sacred, uh, it's a, it's a classic, classical manual on Islamic law or Sharia, I said to you on Tuesday, it has a section in there on permissible lying. It actually allows Muslims to lie to non-Muslims. And that lying is allowed in the lower house. So if you're in the lower house, that lying is allowed. Once you go to the upper house, they, not, they cannot lie to you anymore. They have to tell you the truth. Isn't that interesting? In the lower house, when they're at war, they can deceive. They can deceive about if they're Muslims, if they're Christians, they can deceive about their appearance. They don't have to look Islamic. They don't have to act Islamic. They don't have to necessarily practice all the pillars of Islam, the five pillars, if they can't, if they're not allowed. And they are, it's obligatory to have deception as part of that lower house concept, including, as I said, lying about the fact that Islam is somehow compatible with other religions or Western law. Once they get enough mass, once they get into an area, and again, it starts with a community. It starts with Dearborn, Hamtramck, Michigan, uh, Cedar Riverside, Bloomington, St. Cloud. It starts with Wilmer. It starts with these small communities in these areas that I visited on multiple occasions. Been there multiple times trying to wake up and warn people. Once they get enough critical mass in those areas, and thanks to refugee resettlement, open immigration, bringing unvetted Somali Muslims, Arab Muslims. In Hamtramck, it's Yemeni and Bangladeshi Muslims. In uh, Dearborn, it's Arab Muslims. In 
south of Seattle. Uh, it, it, is, it is Somali Muslims. In these places, when they bring these Muslims in and unvetted, and they don't challenge them to assimilate to our laws, to our values, they establish their own community, they establish their own uh, practices, they establish their own laws, which is called Sharia courts, like you see in the UK and France. In the UK, there are over 700 of these enclaves. France is soon becoming the upper house. Remember what the upper house was called? Dar al-Islam, which means what? The house of surrender, not peace. Despite what Obama says, it's not house of peace. It's the house of surrender. So if you don't plan on surrendering to Islam like I do, I, I will never surrender to Islam because I came out of Islam. I know what Islam is. I was a Muslim. I will never again surrender to Islam. Then I am not at peace with Islam. I'm at war with Islam. And once they take over those areas and they have enough critical mass and they get enough support from the leftists and the Democrats and the Republicans and the feminists and the LGBTQ and all those that are going to go along with the fact that, oh, Muslims are such victims, like in this case where this girl is such a victim, she's victimized because, oh no, there was an image of Muhammad. And it wasn't offensive. It was a classical art drawing of Muhammad. But, oh no, I saw Muhammad. Oh no. Cry wolf and get someone fired from their job. I'm so glad that this professor is suing this college. By the way, the college came out and said, oops, we made a mistake. It's not Islamophobic. As if that had nothing to do with their decision. No, what had to do with the decision was CARE has tremendous power in the state of Minnesota. The head of CARE, a guy by the name of Hussein, Jelani Hussein, he is on the advisory council of the governor of Minnesota, Waltz. Waltz has Jelani Hussein on his advisory council. That's how much power they have. Keith Ellison, a Muslim, is Muslim Brother Operative. Muslim Brother Operative is the Attorney General in Minnesota. They have so much power there that no one dares go up against them. And so this is what happens. And then let me give you, I covered this on Tuesday, but go to that example, Jariah, of the guy wearing the T-shirt. Do we have that uh, one uh, of the guy wearing the T-shirt? Uh, in the Mall of America. Uh, man wearing Jesus Save shirt kicked out of Mall of America. Um, do we, yeah, and then can you um, bring up here in just a minute the image? Here is the shirt. Uh, this is not the greatest image because you don't see what's on the back of the shirt, but his shirt said, Jesus is the only way with a box that had the word coexist with a line through it. And so um, the, uh, the security in the Mall of America was trying to kick him out because they said that Jesus is associated with religion and it is offending people. People have been offended. You wa you're, you're walking, wearing that t-shirt in the form of solicitation and guests have come up and said they're offended by your shirt. Guess who those guests are? The article speculated it must be the LGBTQ. Uh-uh. It may have been but the majority are the Muslims. If you go to Bloomington, Minnesota, to the Mall of America, it is Islamic central. All these women wearing hijabs, full burqas, walking around the, the mall. You wouldn't recognize it. The biggest mall in America. And so 
this is the same mall where a number of years ago, my friend, um, oh my goodness, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking. Why am I blanking on names tonight? I'm a little bit tired, I apologize. Um, uh, uh, Ramin, my friend Ramin Parsa, a uh, former Muslim from Iran, has ministry out of California, he's a pastor out of California, uh, was in Minnesota visiting, went to the mall, uh, started talking to some Somali women. They asked, is he Muslim? He said, no. He asked, are they Muslim? Of course, he knew they were Muslim. They said, yes. He asked them some questions, and then he began to share the Lord in conversation with them. Somebody who was watching that conversation complained to the security. They arrested him, and they detained him for a number of hours, finally releasing him, and they were going to prosecute him in Minnesota before they finally dropped the case after several months because he would not back down. They wanted him to plead guilty, and he would not plead guilty. He would not back down. This is the same all of America. And why is this happening? Because now in Bloomington, it is now Dar al-Harb. Cedar Rivers, I'm sorry, it is now Dar al-Islam. Cedar Riverside is now Dar al-Islam. St. Cloud, Minnesota is now Dar al-Islam. Those communities, those cities, by the Muslims in those cities, has, it has now been declared the upper house because they have so much power and so much clout and everybody is afraid to offend Islam. And here you have in America a, a man wearing a Jesus is the only way shirt. He didn't talk to anybody. He didn't proselytize anybody. He's just walking around and he's being told, you must take the shirt off or leave the mall. Now, the mall then claims that he was allowed to remain in the mall following the interaction still while wearing the t-shirt. Just the fact that they were intimidating him and threatening him to say you must leave is absolutely ridiculous and there must be a lawsuit against that mall. There must be a lawsuit. There must be something done. But this is how Islam wins. This is how they get the upper hand. And what happens when they get the upper house, by the way, is when the lower house, they play the victim. That's part of their deception. Uh, uh, they, they can deceive by their words, uh, which is called taqiyah, taqiyah, uh, same word there. Or they can deceive by their appearance, which is kitman or maruna. This is how they, they deceive by their appearance, by their associations. They can, that's why Muslims will side with the LGBTQ, with the trans, with the abortionists, with the Democrats. Even though Islam doesn't support abortion, Islam doesn't support homosexuality, Islam doesn't support transgenderism, but they side with them in the lower, in the Dar al-Harb to get what they want, to get to that upper house, to get power. And once they get the power, guess what? They're not going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you, not in our area. You're not going to be able to do these things. We're going to come up against you. We're going to get this professor fired. We're going to get this guy kicked out of the Mall of America. We're going to do what in Hamtramck, Michigan, here is the article, uh, break, dry. let's bring that up now, uh, from Hamtramck, Michigan. You saw this. Hamtramck City Council votes to allow animal sacrifice for religious purposes in the city. Now, why has this happened in Hamtramck? You go Hamtramck, a city of about 28,000 people, how can this happen in Hamtramck? Well, because Hamtramck is, used to be a Polish community that is now majority Muslim populated. It is the first city in America that has more than 50% of the 28,000 people being Muslim or identifying as Muslim. And it is predominantly, as I mentioned, Yemenis and Bangladeshi Muslims. And what's happened is they've taken over the city council. The police chief is Muslim. The city council, the mayor is Muslim. The majority of the city council are Muslim. And they're imposing Sharia. 
part of Sharia is Muslims must be able to sacrifice animals during the month of Ramadan. With during Eid al-Adha, which they believe is the time that, and during Eid al-Fitr, they believe that this is the month where, uh, uh, or Eid al-Adha is a time where um, supposedly Abraham was going to sacrifice his son, pay attention, Ishmael. You go, what? No, 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 it's Isaac. Not according to Islam. According to Islam and the Abrahamic covenant of Islam, Abraham was going to sacrifice Ishmael, and not on Mount Moriah, as the Bible says, but in Mecca, 800 plus miles away. This is why I tell people Islam is not Abrahamic. It can never be Abrahamic because their covenant violates the, the Abrahamic covenant of the Bible. And so here you have that now they are saying that during the month of Ramadan, you can sacrifice on your, pro pri on your property animals in the open, cut their throat. They have to hang the animals upside down while the animal is still gurgling and, and, and fighting for life, while all the blood drains, they must then pray to Allah and sacrifice that, 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 that blood. So it's a, listen, it's a blood sacrifice. You understand? This is so pagan. This is so demonic. This, 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 this so-called religion is an antichrist spirit. It is demonic. It has no room in Western society. It has no room in Western religion. It has no room with Christianity. There's nothing in common. And to the very last breath that I have in my body, I will expose this ideology for how evil and demonic and demented it is. From the very beginning of Islam, it was Baal worship. It was Baal. If you go to uh, Rumble, our page, go to our, I think it was episode eight, about the, do we have that image dry of the black, um, uh, of the black rock, no, you don't have that image up here, of the black rock of Mecca. But anyway, uh, it's okay. Uh, we, uh, don't worry about it. We had that image, uh, or, or uh, we have a show talking about Mecca and the pagan roots of Mecca and the pagan roots of the Kaaba, which is that cube that is in Mecca where Muslims go on their once-in-a-life pilgrimage. And that whole backstory of the Kaaba is all pagan. They worship the moon god before Muhammad, who was called Hubaal, Hubal, that was Baal worship. And guess what the image of Islam is today? The crescent moon and the star, they still worship the moon god. They still worship Baal. It is not the God of the Bible. It is not Christianity. It is not the same God as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the deception of the hour. But when they get the upper hand, what they do is then they subjugate you. When they go to Dar al-Islam, they subjugate you into dimitude, second-class citizens. And then they can tell you, you can't practice your Christianity. You can't do this. You can't do that. Or we'll take over and we'll be able to sacrifice animals. We'll be able to have the call of prayer like in Cedar Riverside, Minnesota, where they can, they can broadcast the call of prayer on the loudspeakers during uh, multiple times a day. You go, well, that community, do they, do they have ordinances? They've taken over that community. They control that community. It's an enclave. This is how Islam works. And Michigan and Minnesota are now being declared by these Muslims because of the total control. And you go, well, Sharam, Michigan has a female governor who is a, she's like a demonic witchcraft, um, Jezebel spirit. Uh, they have a lesbian attorney general. It doesn't matter. They have power. They have the control. Nobody dares question Islam. And one more time, the two houses of Islam, we will continue in the next programs to expose these two houses for you. I'm gonna share with you so you understand Islam operating in the Middle East and in Western Europe 
uh, is the same Islam operating here? It's not different. It's not westernized. It's not more modernized. It's the same Islam. It's just that it is operating in two houses. I hope that's made sense for you because part of our depravity in our nation, part of our moral depravity is happening because we have kicked the God of the Bible out and we have welcomed all of these Baal worshiping gods, false gods into our nation, including the LGBTQ, including Molech and child sacrifice, and including the Antichrist spirit that Islam is. And that's why we continue to expose it. And now I gotta go, we're out of time folks, but listen, uh, we're going to be uh, um, pre-recording our show for Tuesday. I'll see you back here on Tuesday at noon Eastern time, but it will not be live, it'll be pre-recorded because we are going on a uh, long-awaited vacation with our family. It's been a, um, a testing year for us and our family and our ministry, but God has been good and faithful to get us through. So we're gonna go away for a few days, but we will, I will be uh, live streaming next Thursday night from on location, uh, but not Tuesday. We'll be uh, recording and, 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 send, and, and uh, live streaming it at noon, but it'll be pre-recorded. So we'll see you back at noon Eastern time. Please again, visit our website and please again, uh, prayerfully consider to make that donation right there. You see on the screen, tillministry.com slash donate. Help us stay on the air. Help us keep going. Help us add and expand uh, this ministry and so more people can hopefully hear these truths. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian with Children of Ministry. Have a blessed night. Have a blessed weekend. And we'll see you next week. Prayerfully, may the Lord be glorified.